Hey guys, this is the Highlander from the Titus Podcast. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox and SAFishing.com. And now, here's Christopher Titus with the Armageddon Update. I'm Christopher Titus. Ah, you know what I'm saying. Look, we work hard here at the Armageddon Update. Well, we don't really work that hard. <laughs> However, we do tell the truth about whatever is going on in the world, and it turns out it's hard to get anything done without at least starting and agreeing on the truth and the facts. What you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. What you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. Which is why the GOP never gets anything done. I mean, sure, they give rich people tax cuts because who doesn't need a third private jet to fly the help? And then you got to remodel the day spa on the yacht. I get it. There is never enough money when you already have too much fucking money. Or if you have an ex-wife, Bill Gates, you going to be okay? Jeez, call me. You know, they got divorced after this sentence. Bill, just tell me the truth. Well, she guy was naked and she and I fell on her, <laughs> which was Bill Gates is totally believable because the man has the moves. Now, the truth is important. We can't even argue if one side can't face facts. And even if you're Liz Cheney and related to someone who lied and got us into a war for a decade plus, this guy is what we call a dick. Cheney. This is his daughter, Liz. Liz is in the House of Representatives. And although I don't agree with her, she is not a dick. Cheney, like her father. Now, over the last four years of the fat, illiterate, bankrupt guy that killed 500,000 and wants to date his daughter administration, Liz voted Republican. See Liz vote. See Liz vote for Trump's policies 90% of the time. Now, see Liz be hated by Democrats who consider her a dick. Cheney. Liz always sides with them, except when it comes to treason. It seems that when it comes to drowning democracy like a runt puppy, Liz Cheney is facing the truth and speaking out against the big lie. Now, when I heard the big lie about Trump, the list is so long, I wasn't sure what the hell she was talking about. Because Trump is the LeBron of lying. When it comes to lying, Trump's jersey hangs in Satan's rafters with Judas's. And it was this lie. The election was stolen and the insurrection at the Capitol was a field trip. And that was something that the rest of the GOP denounced. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. And then agreed with, and then disagreed with, and then agreed with, and then disagreed with. They've really got their shit together over there, don't they? Liz Cheney, however, has come out strong for truth about the election. She has said Joe Biden won, Trump lost, and the insurrection is going to kill democracy. And because of her principled stand, the Republicans have changed course and are accepting their loss and elevating Liz to the leader of the Republican Party. <laughs> I'm kidding. They're going to kick her ass out of her leadership position because she told the truth just for acknowledging facts. Now, this is where the GOP is. They can't even admit the guy that screwed up as bad as Trump did every day that he lost. That's not just wrong, evil, and psychotic. It may kill their party or democracy. They're going to get rid of her for simply acknowledging facts. Joe Biden is president. He's kicking ass and taking little kids' hearts. I can talk about there being zero evidence that Trump won. I can talk about 61 lost court cases because of zero evidence. I can talk about three recounts and no voter fraud because there is zero evidence of any of it. But the saddest part is Liz is getting sharded on for telling the truth and standing up for democracy. This dude right here, under investigation for sex traffic, underage girls, and illegally taking money from marijuana lobbyists. And he's lied about it repeatedly, but no one in the GOP has said a fucking word. 
You know, when you can no longer even agree to the truth, Joe Biden won and is president and honestly saved thousands of life and is killing it in the economy, vaccines, weeding the White House lawn. When you can't face facts, it's time to end the Republican Party and let Liz start her own. And I know I won't agree with her, but at least Liz can face reality. And that's the first step in solving our country's problems. So I'm calling on all in the Republican Party to be like Liz Cheney and stop being a dick. Cheney. I'm Christopher Titus, and this is the Armageddon Update. <laughs> uh, Dick Cheney's probably going to shoot me in the face. Everybody, Christopher Titus, Titus Podcast. How are you guys doing today? Uh, we have a special guest. Uh, Bombshell is out of town. She is actually uh, at her dad's house helping him um, not die, basically. She's just helping him with some uh, with the house while, uh, while his wife is away. Uh, so, uh, with me today, guy I've known for a long time. He's really done nothing uh, with his life. Uh, I, but I think we shouldn't just so have true. people on who, so true. who uh, you know, we, you got to help people. You got to lift them up. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best car designers on the planet Earth. Actually, designers, period. I've seen you do stuff that's, that has nothing to do with automotive. Mr. Chip Foose, ladies and gentlemen. Pleasure yes. to be here. Thank yep. you so and much. the Highlander, as always. After that, I mean, the Chip Foose, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, and by the way, let me introduce someone, to, someone who just released uh, their album of 22 songs, uh, Thank you, sir. The Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Hashtag the not the Traveling not, Wilburys. Hashtag not the Traveling <laughs> The Willing Bureau. The boom. The Willing Bureau. Boom, you nailed uh, it. That'll be on Sound, that SoundCloud today, tomorrow? Uh, check, check iTunes. Well, Friday, actually, Friday. when this goes live... It's mo check check Spotify, iTunes, all those things. Just it drag it out, make it weird. I, I didn't tell you. <laughs> this is Friday. I, I didn't tell you yet, but I am now known as the artist formerly known as Chip Foose. So for legal reasons, I can be here today. <laughs> what's, what's your logo? What's I was talking to my buddy Marshall, and I was saying, my buddy, you know Marshall, and I said, Marshall, Chip's going to be on the show, and he goes, Oh, that's awesome! And I kind of I gave him a little background of what's going on. How's Marshall doing? He's doing good. He's a really hi, Marshall. Yeah, and he said, uh, Well, if Chip's going through that legal stuff, uh, he needs to just invent a symbol you could design a killer symbol <laughs> totally prince actually changed his name because, because of the symbol yeah it's because, because of, of legal reasons yeah yeah people all yeah. thought he was crazy oh he's nuts mm -hmm. and no. he, he got all that press out of it mm -hmm. but yep. he did it because warner brothers owned his ass right like someone owns you <laughs> <laughs> yes but i don't think i don't i don't, I don't think warner brothers ever had kids with uh, uh, prince uh so dude thanks for coming down uh it's my pleasure it's great uh, to let's see give, you let's give everybody a, a backstory about you and i so i first ran a Chip Foose. I wrote a, a series a long time ago called Thrill Ride, which was the first iteration of Titus, really. Do you remember what year that was? Man, 95? 95, 95, 96. 95, yeah, and he were working at Boyd's. Was at Boyd's. Boyd's Hot Rods. <laughs> and I, I, being a hot rod guy my whole life, I, I was so into who was, you know, uh, Shapouris. I was, like, I was, you know, uh, John, um, John Patera, Boyd. I, like, all the, all the guys that created what we currently wow, all have. All three of them are gone. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we all, it's all, dude, here's how it works. Live, die. Pretty much, that's how it works. <laughs> we <laughs> all do design cars, Yeah, live, die. design cars, right, right, right. So, uh, so I went down to do research for the script I was writing, uh, um, and and I ran into, I got to meet you. I was I was really stoked, dude. I was like a little kid, because you were designing shit that nobody, nobody had done. You still do that, but at that time, you broke through whether whether the way you just designed a 32 i mean people always think boyd was so great i'm like yeah yeah okay <laughs> i go mm, yeah boyd is mm, hmm yeah boyd picked the right people and allowed them to do their job he was a brilliant manager yeah he was a brilliant man did you learn that from him yes yeah instead of being yeah. so over you know growing up with my dad 
you got a project in his shop and you did the whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, what I learned at Boyd's is everybody had their specialty. Right. You know, but it was nice to be able to do the project from start to finish. But it was really great working with Boyd when one guy's building the chassis, another guy's doing the sheet metal work. There's a painter. There's a guy that's doing all the wiring and the plumbing. And, uh, I mean, we were kicking cars out. We had high-end cars coming out of that shop once a month. Wow. It was crazy. You didn't, that's what you didn't learn from Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to have that many employees. Right. True. Mm -hmm. True. Well, not only that, but I, I, I never realized how hard I worked for Boyd until it was over. Really? And I sat back and thought, that was a lot of fun, but, but I, I never want to do it again. But like I didn't that. breathe. No. And the funny thing is Boyd had to work that hard because Boyd- Then I started overhauling. But it yeah, was but, worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah but Boyd was burning money though. Boyd, yeah. that's why he had to ha keep that pace up. So I went there- you know, you know, Boyd was smart because what he did at that time, and I never realized it until later. Boyd's hot rods, by the way, guys. Go ahead. Yes. But Boyd's, if you look at, you know, that all went bankrupt and it was gone in 98. Yeah. After 98, the hot rod industry exploded because Boyd controlled- what it cost to build a car and we had boyd wheels so we would build a car that would normally cost about 300 to 400,000. wow we would do that for 175,000. we were losing money building cars but you had the tv show and the wheels no we didn't have a wheels a uh, tv show with boyd's but what he was doing was controlling and building all the high-end cars because if somebody went to another shop to build a certain car and they were getting a quote yeah that's gonna be three four hundred thousand They'd come to us, yeah, 175. But we had Boyd wheels on the top end cars. So what you're saying is Boyd was building cars as a lost leader to keep the wheels exactly. selling. Yes. Wow. He controlled it. That you way. didn't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried, and my uh, my ex wife ended up going out and buying a 3.3 million dollar home. Oh. So I didn't have any money to put into cars. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. So uh, you're going through that now, and I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I went through the worst one that I thought, and then I heard about yours, and I was like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> I, just, I, I just don't feel okay. so alone anymore. Whenever I hear your, you tell your story, and it, he says, he backs it up with, but Chip Foos, wait till you tell me what, what happens there. <laughs> We're not going to do it here just for legal reasons. Uh, um, uh, so then, so, so- We'll so tell the story We kind of became, it wasn't right after that we became friends. Kind of, I kind of- Well, I was really impressed with what you wanted to do. And I, and I, I became to a fan of- to sitcoms, yeah. I remember the day you came in, we sat in my office and we talked. I was a fan of Christopher Titus from that day on. Oh, thanks, man. He didn't know it's funny, though, yet. He still doesn't believe I am. <laughs> uh, then what happens was, I that show doesn't work. I, I, I lost that show. By the way, let me give you guys a lesson in show business, what not to do in a meeting. I, I uh, they, they didn't let me write that first one. It was called Thrill Ride. It was about a, me and my buddy had a hot rod shop. And the, the writer, I gave the idea, all these ideas I put down. And I was like, here. And he took it. And at the end, when he turned the script in, it was me and my, my Latino buddy mm -hmm. were dating these twins but they kept switching on us to mess with us and we never knew who we were dating and wacky stuff happened. <laughs> and I was like, no. And so I'm in the meeting with, I'm in the meeting with all the people. And this is what I should have learned from Chip a long time ago. Chip has amazing diplomacy. He, Chip knows how to just stop, listen, go, mm-hmm, and then walk out and just make another decision. I would say shit in the room. So the, the head oh. guy's there and I go, they give, uh, I go, I read the script, guys. This isn't what I want to do at all. And I go, I gave you, I go, dude, we talked, for, I, now all the big shots are there and the guy that wrote it. Yeah. And I'm like we talked about this for like five days you didn't right. put anything i said and he goes hey i'm the writer 
Uh, you tell me what you want, and then I decide what I'm going to do. And I went, you know what? Fuck you. I quit. Now, the guy, <laughs> the head guy, the head guy, uh, uh, his last name was Franks. I forget his first name. Rich Franks. Rich Franks goes, you can't do that. Wait. Then you quit then. Like, I was like, and I walked out. So, and that's why I'm doing a podcast instead of running my own television show. Uh, but, which I did. But your television show came later. So what happened was, is that I brought that in and everybody kept asking me a Fox. And I knew you and I'd hung around the world and I was writing for good guys. And I knew how many people, especially at that time, I think that was the, I think with, with electric cars now, it's kind of start to wane. I think there, it's the pinnacle of hot rodding was back then. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. Like the pinnacle of yeah. of that. But we became friends and started hanging out. Right. Yeah. All the time. For and you, years. And you're funny for many, many years. I was uh, I was a godfather to your kid. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I made his wife mad. And it turns out, <laughs> if you, yeah, if you if you hmm. you got one of your best friends in the world, but his wife doesn't like you. So that's what happened. Yeah. Ah. Oh, oh yeah. It wasn't. Ah. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. Uh, um, but uh, so I'm gonna tell a couple stories. So we had a couple weird experiences. Uh, we uh, one time I was working writing for the car magazine, uh, Good Guys Riding Custom, and Chip. So we get a call that I have to go write an article about Charlie Sheen. And Charlie Sheen's got a hangar full of cars at the San Santa Monica Airport. No, I've never told this story. Burbank. Is it Burbank now? Burbank Airport. No, we went to Santa Monica first. Oh, you're this right. Day, yes, it with was. Trepania, <laughs> yeah. With Trepania. Yeah. George uh, Poti. Joe Poti. Like everybody who had the baddest cars, magazine cover cars all showed up. They all trailered him in to show Charlie Sheen. Hmm. This is a weird day. This is a weird day. <laughs> and, 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 so I show up to write my article. Charlie Sheen shows up two hours late or three hours late. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was insane. It was, so they unload all the cars. The sniper's there, which chipped. Troy, Troy Trepanier did this thing um, where he started doing this dare to be different thing and he started bringing in these weird cars and that, a that 53 Belvedere Plymouth weirdest car but it doesn't look anything like it anymore in chip design it looked these cars up people it's called the sniper so we bring all these cars in uh, uh, Troy's dad's car was there that Biscayne uh, Bisquick was there uh, Poteet brought something you brought something up I, I had uh, George Poteet's black 46 Ford Right. Uh, roadster pickup. Right, 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 right. So all these badass cars. it was cars. built mm -hmm. out of a, a mm -hmm. passenger car. Really? Yeah, we turned it into a pickup. <laughs> what was what car. was the car based on originally? A 46 Ford uh, oh, 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 oh. sedan. Right, right. I had done a drawing of this car on the cover of uh, Rod and Custom Ideas back in 85. And George Poteet had it built. And then he gave it to me to drive for a while. Poteet is, is amazing. You would not guess who or what George Poteet is or what he's worth. When George shows up, you're like, who is this guy from a deliverance movie? And then you realize that George Poteet invented a water treatment system that is used worldwide pretty much around the world. And the guy sits on his porch. Doesn't he have like just sit and shoots off his porch? Well, Charlie Sheen invited us to go to a shooting range. He said, I got a shooting range down below my uh, – his." apartment or whatever it right. was wherever his house was in uh, Santa Monica and uh, George Petit says well I got a shooting range on my driveway <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's there it. you that go was, boom he puts so, cans on his fence and drives down the street in his car shooting cans off the fence from the car because right you across be able the street you, yes you want to shoot yeah. while you're right. driving it's his property what are you gonna do yeah. so we go to the thing I look at all the cars Charlie Sheen has some cars like he's literally got photo cars, like a '69 Camaro that was the photo car, uh, dogdish Chevelles with the with the with the 396s in them. He, he's got three '70 Chevelle uh, uh, LS6s, and it's, he was collecting every Chrysler he could find that had a, an original Hemi in it. 
Yes. Mm. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. we're walking through- I, One of one cars. Uh, yes, and I'm going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, there's, freaking out. There's 35 cars, right? There were like 30 something cars like that, or something yeah. like that. So I'm going through, but Charlie Sheen's not there. Charlie Sheen's not there. Charlie, and, and I'm done. I've, we've taken all the pictures. Photogra- photographer showed up. <laughs> I've ta- looked at all the cars. Charlie Sheen, three hours late, shows up. Charlie Sheen, and by the way, if Charlie Sheen ever sees this, you, you got to. Re- he doesn't remember this thing. I ran into him once again. I said, "Do you remember that?" He goes, "I don't really remember that." He shows up in bl- bright blue, Asian blue silk pajamas, <laughs> loafers, a black, uh, a, a black, a blazer. And a Sinatra hat. And a Sinatra, a fedora. <laughs> he's got a Sinatra hat on. Oh, it was a baseball cap that said Sinatra. No, I thought he was wearing a fedora. No, because he ended up trading the Sinatra hat to Jack Trepanier for, for his Rad Rods. I don't think so. Rad Rods. I, I, I think I have yeah, pictures still. Jack had still. that hat. Well, and, and a bevy of... No bevy. Oh, no. okay, no bevy. <laughs> no bevy this right. time. Uh, it was too com- Hemi's, no bevy. I disagree. I think we can look this up. I think it was a fedora. So, because so, so, I have a picture of him in the Corvette. How much money are you going to put on this? Uh, 100 bucks. 100 bucks. <laughs> all right, it. all right. Uh, I have pictures, yeah. Uh, Chip and I have just it's put 100 bucks. Yeah. Only because Rachel's not here. And she said, what are you doing? Um, Where's the photo? So, <laughs> I, got, I will pull it up. <laughs> I'm going to call I'm gonna call good guys and I'll get it. That's 100 bucks I want back. Highlander, Photoshop this quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I so, can call Troy right so now. So here's what happens is, there is a, you guys ran into him again though later though. There yeah. was a, that was the time. The he first ended up time. doing overhauling with us later. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That was, that was then. The first time we met yeah. him, he wore a fedora. He got out of this, he drives up <laughs> of course in he Bentley, Bentley R, <sighs> Bentley R Turbo, and it was this monster car. All everything's turned beautiful. Like the highest end Bentley you can get. Gets out of it. And they're, oh, he's got all these vets too. He's got these C2, Corvette, like three 427 tri-power Corvettes. Just sitting there. They're all <sighs> sitting in this hangar. Oh, God. Not being used. So right. I start walking around with Charlie Sheen. And I'm like, well, what is this one? This one. And he goes, what is it? And I have to explain to Charlie Sheen about the cars he owns. He didn't know. Somebody, I guess they were collecting for him. I don't know all the details. So I go, I go to three different cars. And at one point as a car guy. That's painful a little it bit. It broke it's my like, heart a little bit. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I know, dude, you don't know. Like there was a, a 65, one of the original, it was like the first hundred off the line in 65 Shelby Mustangs. The white, white with the blue stripes, and and Sherrick Keller Shelby had signed it and numbered it, and I go, I go, I go that you even have this is insane. Somebody goes, else I know, right? Who loves that <laughs> and could appreciate that should own it, not just I throwing money. Messing with you? No. Oh. Well, that's that's what I've kind of figured. That's possible because mm-hmm. of what, when we went to dinner with him after that, so we look at all the cars, and then um, the editor guy with Steve with me goes, "Hey man, can we get Charlie Sheen to do a burnout? We're in they run an airport." <laughs> okay, so. Uh, I, we say, yeah, let's get one of the vets out and have them do a burnout for the cover of Good Guys. And they go, okay. Well, the second they roll the vet out, all his dudes, there was like four dudes with Charlie Sheen, they jump in all these different cars and start moving shit as far away from us as they can. And these guys have cars that are worth like hundreds of thousands of these customs, mm-hmm. like yep. magazine cars. And I'm like, uh, guys, we didn't move these cars. Because they were, <laughs> and I go, I go, why are you guys moving? He goes, oh, Charlie hasn't had a license for like nine I years. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Holy but shit. to his credit, Charlie Sheen's credit, jumped in that vet, man, vet convertible. I think it was blue one. Jumped it, dropped it. Woo, did a killer ass burnout got a picture so we get done talking to him it was weird it was a little weird he was a little goofy it was i thought he was a little goofy. then we went to dinner then we went to dinner this was this <laughs> i have that magnum still do you yes I do. so this is here's i thought i knew what money was i to mm-hmm. you know and you charlie sheen has a dude this is just a dude that his entire job for charlie sheen is to show up where charlie sheen is 
to bring wine for that occasion. <laughs> he has a wine guy? That wasn't guy? the restaurant guy. That was his wine guy. Do you right. remember that? Yeah, I do. Brought in this Magnum. You still have the bottle? I have the bottle. <laughs> We're sitting I should have had everybody sign it. Yeah. But it's unsigned. We're sitting there. And here's what's the weird thing about Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen has been goofy, the tiger blood thing and all this stuff, winning, that, that thing he went through. I have to be honest with you. We sat down. I was sitting here. Chip was sitting there and Charlie Sheen was sitting next to him. We were just kind of talking and stuff. I hadn't done my TV show yet. No one knows who they gave. I'm just the writer for the magazine. And uh, first of all, him and Char Charlie Sheen get into a conversation. And I look over. At one point, Chip has redesigned the button-up shirt. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> no, I'm like, how the fuck did you just design? You, you, you fixed the shirt. <laughs> Like that's that you got that's how that's, psycho you are. So so as we're sitting there and I'm listening to you and him talk, I realize that Charlie Sheen is smart as fuck. Mm -hmm. He's one of the smartest people I've ever sat and had a conversation with. Mm. Um, and uh, and then we we ate all eight. It was a ton of people there, ton of people there, right? We like, yes. we had three tables. And there was, I believe, there was seventeen of us there. Seventeen of us. Uh, and here then it, then did so. Charlie Sheen is worth so much money. People go, how is Charlie Sheen worth some money? Because Charlie Sheen worldwide in China and stuff is this mega Tom Cruise at this time. Oh, mega, like gonna, literally was, hundreds and question. hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Charlie Sheen for a couple of uh, years there, we lived below his house uh, in, in the canyon up there when I when I got divorced. And every, meh, every about eight months, helicopter. Did you have a house or? You were just homeless outside. No, no, no. I had it. <laughs> he just yeah. burrowed yeah. underneath. But that's how bad his divorce is. You, so you, like me, are living nowhere. Yes. Uh, so no, we. I'd rented that place in Whittle, and uh, and every every eight months, helicopters would fly over the house mm -hmm. in the and in, in that canyon. Well, for for about two years, Charlie Sheen would like forget to put his Mercedes in park. Get out of the car and it would go over the cliff. He lost like three Mercedes S classes. Uh, it's just a pile of cars. Yeah, yeah, at the bottom of the guy at the canyon. It, made, it created was, a dam. He was like a human beaver. He just blocked <laughs> rainfall. He was trying to fill the whole <laughs> valley there. So, um, so at if the end of the fill night, fill it up. They won't go down. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to be right <laughs> blocked. Eventually in. they won't go. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go anywhere. <laughs> Eventually I won't. Goals. I just it's park goals. it on top of them. So at the end of the night, and I, I think you go over the uh, at the end of the, night, the bill came, and the bill was insane. It was insane. And George, the wine bill was seventeen thousand something. Dude, that was the wine bill. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I am out. That's... I was. I, I realized. Oh, I don't belong in this world. The, the best part was when, when we went to the hangar, Charlie showed up in, in his pajamas. Yep, pajamas. But we did the whole thing with the cars, and then we decided on what restaurant we're going to, and he says, I'm going to go change, and I'll meet you there. Well, he did meet us there in another pair of pajamas. Yeah. So he changed it back into pajamas. I think yeah. Wow. A, I thought there was a Hugh Hefner thing going on. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he had different different pair of shiny mm -hmm. pajamas. Mm -hmm. Oh, you look better now. <laughs> it's a, by the way, that evening. I mean, look at it. It was a great. We evening. remember it like it was yesterday. It was a great evening. It was. Yeah. It was awesome. It was one of those. I. I. I realized I'd never forget it. And you know what level money you have to have mm -hmm. to walk around in pajamas. I'm not there. No, nah, not even close. <laughs> not even close. I'll never get there. I'll never get no. to that. You think a jet is important? You Getting know, I that. have done it in my own bedroom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he went to dinner with eighteen people in fucking pajamas. That's that's a level. Like and once you get jets, you, you yes. get your own Learjet, and then you, yeah. you're free to wear pajamas everywhere. You got to remember, Charlie Sheen you're, doesn't. He, I, I've never he, he, that. I hate that phrase. Give zero fucks, but it really seems that he doesn't. 
He has so much money. Uh, so that was an interesting time. Uh, uh, and then for years, man, and then you built that, built the, one of the prettiest 56 Chevy, I think. And I've heard that. I've heard that across the country. Dude, that car, that car, the prettiest 56 Chevy ever, ever, I think ever built, ever designed. Well, Keith Karcher did that original sketch for you. And then Keith Karcher did Keith Karcher did something like it, and it had this big giant T-bird thing on it. It wasn't yeah. what I thought it, and I brought it to Keith's 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 picture to him. He's been very angry about this. Mm -hmm. His was all goofy and purple with flames, and and it didn't have any of the details. It you wasn't had elegant. It. it didn't have any details on it. It was just a '56 Chevy convertible with uh with a basically a fucking tonneau cover on it. That, yeah. Let's just be honest. Keith can be mad at me all he wants, but mm -hmm. I'm not a dumb guy about cars. So I said I never thought of a convertible. That's the only thing we kept really you changed the lights the lights were the bumpers everything was changed on it so i laid the deck lid you, oh dude so the trunk they added four inches to the trunk and then he laid it in and then they put these um these they, they did uh chrome spears on it and that was just stunning man a stunning car the car it was a cool car but it you know blew people away 90 percent of that was my father's work Right. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you did. We just wired it. He painted it and assembled it. We wired it and got it working. So you got we the frame built to too. Time. But that's what I I'm built saying. The frame. I had one of the very few Samfus Chipfus cars. Yes. Yeah. Very, yeah. very rare. Thank you, man. Well, uh, they were all Samfus Chipfus when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> but there was no Chipfus. It was just Samfus. <laughs> yeah, Samfus. Then Shut I went up. To Art Center and later became Chipfus. And I want to talk about that too. People don't even understand this. So uh, I was telling Rachel about this yesterday, and she didn't quite understand. I said, "Do you remember the Pr Plymouth Prowler?" And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, so that was based off of something Chip did at his final art project at Art Center. That's correct, right? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. Huh. Oh, oh, dude, this thing called the Hemisphere. People, go, uh, go Google the Hemisphere. So he did, did this, his final project. To explain it. I, I can, I can well, talk all day and just let you sit here and you can just this nod. This was my final, <laughs> my final term at Art Center and Chrysler came in and asked the students to create a niche market vehicle. Mm -hmm. And the example they gave us was a guy that likes to work out on an exercise bike. Maybe he rides his exercise bike in the morning and charges a battery enough to get to and from work that day. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, that's what? something I'll never do. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk to the but, dipshit that came up with that, please? <laughs> but, <clears throat> you know, we had to do examples based on that information. So I did a, I did a whole presentation for that. I did about five different concepts. But then I did something that was taboo at Art Center. You were not supposed to draw hot rods or muscle cars when at Art Center because you're not focused on the future of automotive design. If you're designing <laughs> Wait, let's just go back to the reality of that. Charger. <laughs> well, like, oh, let me, yeah. Let me get to right, it. all the retro, yeah. I did a whole second presenta presentation in my apartment, never talked to the teachers and never showed it to any of the other students. But the day that we showed our presentation to Tom Gale, who was the president of design for Chrysler at the time. Big hot rod guy too. He came in and looked at my two presentations. He says, okay, I know what you're doing here. This is our project, but what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I said, you asked us to create a niche market vehicle, which is what everybody in this class has done. And it is also asking us to create a customer for you. What I'm doing over here is I'm catering to customers that exist today. Mm -hmm. There are thousands of people out there with really cool muscle car bodies or hot rod bodies in their garage or side yard that they're trying to modernize all the components in it so they can drive it on a daily basis. We have an advantage today to go back and take a great form 
whether it be the Cuda or the Challenger, because I did some drawings mm -hmm. of muscle cars, and evolve that into something new today. Right. And tug at the heartstrings of memories. Mm -hmm. And I also did, I did a side view of a 70 Cuda and the plan view of a 33 Plymouth Coupe. And I did a, a car that I called the, well, I never had named it yet, but it was the Hemisphere, which I own today. We built five of those. And I did this sketch and I'm thinking I'm going to get yelled at for drawing hot rods and muscle cars. But Tom Gale just looked at my presentation. He says, I want you to do the hot rod. And I was so excited. Mm -hmm. You know, when you do your models Wait, at school. You didn't make a model at this time. This was just drawings. These were just drawings at this time. You didn't have to make a model yet. Oh, wow. No, this was just, these are our ideas we're presenting to Chrysler. Right. And Tom Gale picked my hot rod. That's awesome. He said, build this model. It's so um, just smart to think outside of the box and differentiate yourself from the other students. But also, well, it's, and, it's still and, a niche market. Yeah. But it's customers were there. Yeah. But it's also it's also who this guy is. So here's the thing about I'm loud and brash when I want to go forward. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I'm not supposed to do that, but I'm going to do it. Here we go. <laughs> you just got to yeah. put it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I know I'm not supposed Take to do this, but I'm probably going to get in trouble for it. But here it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's what you're asking for, and here's just a different idea. Right. right. So you did you did do the project. I did do the project. So you were you weren't going to get. And in I trouble. did extra credit. Right. You know, but sometimes extra credit can get you in trouble. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I was maybe, lucky. Tom loved it. And loved it so much they actually produced it. Do you find art your art teachers were uh, hated that you did that against the rules? Did they were they pissed? No, you know what was funny is uh, I had two teachers. We had a Monday class and a Friday class for transportation design, and two teachers working in there. And I forget if it, I think it was the Monday class. We had to start doing our line drawings for the model. Right. So I did a, a quarter scale drawing. And I bring that in and the teacher looks at it and he says, okay, yeah, you can, you can start your clay model now. Now we have 14 or seven weeks to build the model. 14 weeks total. It's a lot. Seven weeks of design and then seven weeks of building a model. You don't need seven. Did you need seven weeks? Well, I'm going to get to that. Okay. All right. <laughs> man, I've seen the dude lay so, stuff out in like 30 minutes. Geza Loxy was one of the teachers and I presented my drawing to him. He says, yeah, go ahead and start your clay model. So... I do the drawing and that's, that's on, I believe it was the Friday class. Right. And, no, it was the Monday class. So I have, now I have until Friday, you know, we're going to start building this model. When I saw the teacher on Friday, I already had my clay model finished. <laughs> and he gave me the okay on the clay model that was done. You know, the next teacher, I forget right. his name right now. So in one week, I built a, a clay model. And the reason I did it so quick is I knew I wanted to pull a mold and make a fiberglass car or model to- So you didn't, so you, so, so no one else was doing that? No one had ever built a fiberglass model in the same term. A lot of guys had built their clay model and then pulled molds and made a second model out of it. I don't like to waste a paint job. So right. <laughs> you paint your clay model and then you got to pull molds. I just wanted to pull a mold. So I finished my clay. And then I packed the whole thing with uh, plaster to make the mold. I made it a solid one-piece mold. And then I ran out it through- Out of plaster? Out of plaster. And I ran it through the bandsaw right through the center line, separated it on, fr on Friday when he signed off on it. Now I had the weekend. So I made the plaster mold, ran it through the bandsaw, separated it, pulled the model out. 
I plastered the mold back together, laid up the fiberglass model, and the next Monday when Geza came back in, I had a finished <laughs> fiberglass model of the body. And there's he no one in, else in the says, class. Yeah, it's just, other guys are boom. like, boom. He's like, I got, I used a crayon to finish my crayon. And like, you're can I, rolling can I get my in crayon with crayon drawing. A, <laughs> a finished yeah, car. Yeah, he's like, what's up, <laughs> motherfuckers? He comes in and it's one week later, I have a, a fiberglass body. <laughs> and he says, well, I guess I'm not helping you with the design. <laughs> and I said, well, I wanted to get it done. Yeah. So that. I can build all the billet aluminum parts because I wanted to make billet aluminum axles and wheels and the exhaust. I wanted it to look like a real scale model. And it does, the, the pictures that's they exactly shot of it. What I did. The pictures they shot of it. They shot. They shot it like it was full size. That, you that was John Thawley. That's pretty took cool. The pictures. He rolled out some uh, cork on top of his station wagon and taped a yellow line that looked like a street line. Yeah. Put the model there. Used the uh, Pasadena Mountains in the background. Took the photos. And it looked like you were looking at a real car. Car, yeah, it it's was crazy. Cool. And then his, those his photos were amazing. And then how many years later before you built the real ones? Because th th those are insane. That was in December of ninety. Yep. That I finished that model and he took those pictures. It was and, years after you and I knew each and other. And then I worked with metal crafters and well, I started to build it when I was at Boyd's. Boyd's went away and it went dormant. I started my shop, and then God, I remember the first shop too. Metal crafters actually wanted to build them when i i took my model to them and asked them if they would cut a full-size foam buck i was going to fiberglass over there over that and then use that to hand shape an aluminum body and when they looked at it they asked me if they could produce them they wanted to go into a limber production which we did we built five of them together but you know i worked with metal crafters which was an amazing so there's five project. of them out there's five there's of those out in the world there. yeah do you know who has them uh no i don't actually wow that's not all of them interesting yeah. and they're all different right they're all a little different I, I know all but two of them they're it's just such a crazy looking car I, i've never i never i got to sit Thank in you. one but they're they're this it's such an insane looking it's a rear engine hot rod dude it's like a rear engine 34 oh, right, right, right. but it's I, I could say a 34 ford but it's not it's it's insane it's like if you if it's like if a th if if an indy car raped a 34 ford and then and that was yeah, the baby yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it was the yeah. baby and then the baby grew up in a very high-tech environment with that and then baby. apple uh man yours the green ones are definitely a boy i think let's see. Uh, so let's, let's talk about creating stuff though because here's here i think people don't i've seen you sit down here's a weird thing about chip 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 gets an idea okay so good example I kind of got to know the guys at the shop over there a little bit. They, I'd come in enough to where they were like, hey, Titus. And um, one day they were telling me, so he'll do it. Here it oh, is. dang. Yeah. Hold that up to the camera. That's awesome. We can actually put that in maybe. Foose Hemisphere. That's what I just Googled. Yeah. Let me see if I can get this a little closer. Well, we can put it in. We'll, we yeah, drop we'll it in. Drop we'll drop it in. in. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the guys, so, so it's never done to you. That's the problem. You're better at that now, but you got to the psycho place of OCD where Chip would get a car, <laughs> they'd chop a top, they'd get it all done, metal finished. His guys had finished it. It's done. We're ready. We're going to go to paint. And Chip would come out of his office and look at it. And they said, Chip will come out and look at it and go. And if he grabs masking tape, you're like, they're, they're, yeah, <laughs> they're two weeks more. Honey, work. I'm not coming home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be my weekend is shot. Yeah, it's over. Well, he picked the mask. We're all fucked. Yeah. And That's why funny. is that? If I see something that bothers, bothers me. Now, it. if it's completely finished, right. I'm going to live with it. But if, it, if we're still in the if there's room. And dicing and moving things mm -hmm. around, 
that's when I'll lay out tape. And a lot of times, I haven't even told the guys that I'm gonna mar- I'm gonna change this area of the car also, but we're working on this area now. So we get this area done, and they think they're completely finished. <laughs> yeah. Then I come out and start laying out the tape. Like, well, now we're gonna do this part. Titus pulls out duct tape for me <laughs> when I see something on the screen. <laughs> but he's just putting you into the chair. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's in the chair. All the Don't time. go anywhere. <laughs> um, but the 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 fact that you're off the charts talented yeah so crazy. that's Thank where you. where you have that like when you're you know in a class you can take those risks because you're going to kill it or it, you know and your Thanks. your your teachers aren't going to come to you and say hey you should have instead of doing this extra thing you should have spent time and focused on the project at hand i grew up with a father that would cut up anything yeah and i knew as a kid that it's going to be cooler than what it is now Right. His dad, man, some of the stuff his dad built is just insane. I mean, you know, you can see where Chip got it, but the story about that, I mean, you, you've, you've, I know you've told it a hundred times where he just basically came in and took a, a VW hood, put a dent in it and made you fix it. Well, the first time that I painted something, you know, I was working with my dad sanding and getting things ready for the painters, but he told me, go grab a hood out of the back. Of the, you, you know, he had a regular body shop as well as a custom shop. So... Panels that had been pulled off of wrecked cars were just thrown in a pile in the back of the yard. And the scrap guy would come by every once in a while, pick up all the loose panels and try to take cars that were out of the back shop too. You want to get rid of that too? No, that's a 31 model yeah, 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 exactly. shop and it's got a chrome firewall, but it looks like junk. You know, it's just sitting back there with, you know, in the yard, but that came in later and got fixed up. But I grabbed the hood of a Volkswagen. I brought it in. He said, straighten it out and bondo it and primer it and get it painted. So I straightened it out. How old were you? I was nine. <laughs> that's, Wait that's, a second. That's the funny part to me. <laughs> I can't even get my 10-year-old son to, you know, clean his room. And you're, <laughs> and you're designing he's, to he's, bondoing hoods? He's bondoing I, I hoods. I bondoed it, sanded it, painted it. I did some stripes on it. I did some flames, you know, so it had graphics and all pearls. And You're like, you are a, a master sculptor well, that just happens to... Yeah. Put your attention on it's cars. A pro, it's a prodigy. He, he, yeah, that's it's like, right. It's like, yeah. I was just having fun. It's a cut. You know, I felt lucky and blessed that I was able yeah, to do the, it. Yeah, like the nine-year-old Japanese kid that picks up a guitar and he, and he <laughs> do, outdoes Eddie Van Halen. You go, I'm just having fun. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eddie's not, but yeah, you're yeah, having fun. Yeah, Eddie's, Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> He's crying. He killed himself. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. He's gone now. So my dad's in the other end of the shop, and he had told me, he says, you know, I'm, I'm color sanding and polishing the hood now that it's all done. What I was going to do with it, I have no idea. I was just making this really cool piece of Something art. Something to hang in the shop, yeah. So, And I have no idea where that hood is today. I would love to have that. That'd be but, it's uh, such a great story. But I go grab my dad, and he's hammer and dolling on a, on a fender in the other end of the shop. And he comes walking back. He's got the hammer and dolly still in his hands. He comes back, and he looks at the hood. He says, well, you did a great job. This looks nice. Didn't pick anything apart on it. But then he took that hammer and hit right in the middle of that hood. Big dent. He said, now fix it. Oh, damn. <laughs> Match it. Okay, so we he can- got pearls, flames, all kinds of stuff. And, and, so... and his dad goes, bang! <laughs> <laughs> now fix it. So now I, you know, I- I We can relate. Grind it we back, I bondo it, I primer it, start, I feather it Started like out. you should. When I got done crying. Because <laughs> you're nine. <laughs> no, I just, I don't remember crying. I probably did, but I don't remember. Uh-huh. I just remember like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I was speechless for probably three days. We well, all had dads like that. When I was done with it, my jaw was still open, like. Ooh. <laughs> oh. 
But uh, and that I, was the first time I said motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember what I did as I was trying to keep it a small area, the repair, and I taped off a square and I painted the white, same white that I had before, but I yeah. sprayed it and then I unmasked it. <laughs> and I remember looking square. at it and my dad walks in and he says, what'd you do wrong? I don't know. I was trying to keep that a small area. He says, no, this is how you blend. Then he showed me how you blend and how you clear and blend and fix things to where you cannot tell it was ever there. And that's what I ended up doing. But he was teaching me. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, a, that's a, but then we, were we can, also we can understand that tough lesson. <laughs> we also were. Yeah. I'm still trying to fix the, mind, the top yeah, of my yeah. head. He, yeah. The hammer was used on different parts of him. And, uh, and my dad <laughs> and was I'm like, fixing my heart. And my dad was like, don't touch my fucking hammer. So, <laughs> but it's all hammer related. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. You, uh, you also did, uh, there's a, um, Chip has a way of doing things. I remember when we, I did my 56 wagon when I'm a TV show, and I was like, I don't want to do flames like everybody else did. And I brought you a picture of something on that Rogers Journal. It was a car, like a, it was like a 36 Ford, 37 Ford with flames on the roof. And I said, I like this idea. What do we do? And I, you, people, if you Google uh, uh, Titus, it's, it was on the, it was in Rod and Custom. Uh, the 56 fi Handyman Wagon. Handyman, Titus, Titus uh, 56 Handyman Wagon. He used he did scallops on the edges because the hard part with graphics is where do they go? How do they disappear? Do they wrap? Do they go yeah. around? Where do they go? Where the do they end up? The car mm -hmm. is yeah. two toned. The top and the rear quarters, those were the areas that were two toned on right. those wagons. Right. So we did the flames in those areas, and yeah, it, it, and it worked. Yeah, but the, but so he's on. So he built. So he had to. But it's on the roof of the car. The, there's no flames mm -hmm. on the side except mm -hmm. from the rear quarters. But the roof from from front to back is flamed. Yeah, that's cool. And so he's on a. It's a picture of you. I think it's, I have a picture of you. He's on a. There's a rig they had to build over the car, and Chip's laying on this thing. Laying out flames on the roof, and then the fade you did on my uh, uh, God, this guy. I've I've never seen better flames. I had a uh, a lightning pickup truck when they the second year they that came out. That was a out. cool truck. Silver, and you just did another one, right? You just did another one recently uh, for overhauling, didn't well, you? With yes, Mitch. we did. Yeah, yeah, an overhaul. Um, and <clears throat> this fade, he does the, the longest fade I've ever seen. So it was it was silver, and he did it like this electric blue, and the fade the the, the flames fade from the from basically the back of the front fender that we well all the way and i've never seen a better fade people it's hard to get paint to do it it looks splotchy and i said how do you do this and it's so simple like i don't want to give all your secrets away man what's There's your no secrets what's your design the more you give away the more you'll right get in return well i learned how to do it so what he does is you, you do the paint you 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 bring the paint in and as you you just and you just let it fade out you just keep going and you pull away from it in one smooth motion and mm -hmm. it just lays a little bit of paint on it it's really cool really cool i i know we're getting way in the weeds on this stuff right now give me basic designs that, like when you create something like what is your philosophy about that because there's so many people out there whether it's music or comedy or whatever what is your when you approach something what is your like well why and how or is well, there do you have a basic thing I won't set rules because as soon as you set rules, you're putting an end mark to design. What would you so, consider a rule? Like what would be a rule for you that you, well, that you don't just say, I'll, and now I'll we know why about, chip doesn't work with Ford. <laughs> it doesn't work at Ford. No, it's uh, there's a lot of hot rodders that say you have to have white walls or you have to have, uh -huh, okay. You have to have a steel wheel in this. I, I won't say that you have to have anything because then you're putting yourself in a box right. and you're only going to do what you think you have to have this. Right. Get rid of the have to and just look at 
what's possible. Right. Just be completely open. But that's with everything. The fashion. People, there's mm-hmm. more, way right. more copying than. So there's and, a lot of hot rodders out there though that. Same car. You know, they have an image in their head from a car that they saw when they were in high school, and that's the ultimate hot rod to them. And you can't alter from that. But as a designer, I love everything. Yeah. I love the cars that I was doing with Boyd. I love the cars that I've built at my shop, these futuristic wild things with, you know, 20-inch wheels, 22-inch wheels, whatever they are. But I also go right back to what you saw in the late 30s on the dry lakes, you know, pulling the fenders off of a 32 Roadster and pulling the hood off and making I mean, that's a hot yeah. rod. Yeah. I love both worlds. Right. And what's really cool is when you start to mix and blend every you know you got you got what you had in the in the 30s and then the 40s and then the 50s there was you know wild customs and 60s they got really crazy bubble top and all that well 80s then you got the billet look and everything smooth take all those different areas and blend something together and you have something new you work in so many different styles and eras and materials um that you know like fiberglass and sanding and, and uh, you know, all kinds of protective gear that, you know, you have to use to right. get into those oh, things. Right. Nice. You're hey. going out and doing an ad. We're about to do an ad. He's actually, yeah. he's very laid. Yeah, I'm, it. I'm learning right. from Ray. That was very nice. I was like, where's he going? Oh. <laughs> this episode. And then I'll just jump into the, yeah, the voiceover. Go, and then go into radio voice. This episode is brought to you by S.A. Fishing. S.A. Company. So these uh, guys, these guys make these uh, face masks, and I have to be honest with you, uh, we've all had this face mask psycho, but they're not, they're not medical face masks. They're right. cool. The one thing I hated about these face masks and stuff that we all had to wear during COVID was they used to look like you were a doctor or something half-ass, and then you had a, like a miniature I'm dragster still using thing. The N95 from 3M. <laughs> still, yeah, but painting masks. Well, yeah, right. I've, all these my, guys, all my materials and sandpaper, whatnot. It's all 3M. Yeah. <laughs> these guys uh, uh, do like these really cool masks i've got the clown one the, the psycho clown oh yeah i yeah. wear that one all the time uh but for my but it's not just for like for for covid because covid, COVID we're gonna get all vaccinated it's gonna be hurt but my doom buggy i have a myers banks i love it when i go out wussy. i go out yeah the wussy i go out and i just wear that mask and it's like or, or, or motocross riding yeah when i take my yep. dirt bikes out perfect I, for I, that I, oh yep. dude it's and it doesn't fall down and it, it's it's not weird and it does keep the dust out because some of the mask you even in your helmets it still gets in without with that thing on doesn't get in you know what you would like about the this company that you could use your designs you can upload your own designs yeah for, and have an entire you know we could have a whole foose car you can't do that your... we can't use foose anymore we're gonna use the new symbol because of the x oh yes <laughs> uh, oh the artist formerly known as foose, foose. yeah the, the artist formerly known as foose yes uh, but, the, but it's great stuff and, and we've got god i've got like 10 of them yeah so stay protected outdoors because right now you can get an insane deal Buy one, get four free. That's $150 value for just $24.99. Just go to safishing.com slash Titus to get five face shields for the price of one, plus a lifetime warranty and free returns if you're not satisfied. That's safishing.com slash Titus. And they're also cool. You're not going to be, you're not going to be your same, your same old guy wearing a mask. You look cool with them. Uh, um, so, uh, so do you, can, can you talk about what's going on in your life right now or would you prefer not to? I may stop. 
We can always cut. We can well, always cut. Because we, because the three of us. You know, here's what happened. I was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your lawyer put up a car. A chip in your head that just sends a pain signal to your brain, to your wallet. Um, Due we, to the fact that we have not uh, <laughs> divided our assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We, we have, uh, I've been through a bad divorce. You've been through a bad divorce. And I, I want to say that, man, you and I, I, we were, I thought we were such good friends. You've seen me, weird, you've seen me grow, though. I remember when I first oh, got yeah. my TV show, I was a psychopath. <laughs> Wasn't I? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, Dude, I actually know, admired it. One time you was in the car next to me. You stood up for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I'll never forget. That's something weird. that I never did until recently. Right. Right. Oh, I heard you say motherfucker for the first time. You told me a story I recently. I never said that. You did too. This dude is, ne I've never heard it. He's on the phone with me. You tell him something. I was referring to what somebody else said. <laughs> something. No, quote. no, but here's how the, who this dude is. And for all you people that watched overhauling and stuff, uh, uh, you know, Chip is always, it, he, so many people in show business uh, or get something like that aren't the guys that they portray. They're just not. Huh. Foose always was always I'm a not nice an guy. actor. Uh, always now you just are you. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm I'm just not smart enough to be somebody different. I'm just <laughs> me. Um, and so he's always been a nice guy. So uh, so is something happened in this business thing that's going on in the divorce, and and here's why he got mad. This is this is what's it's a great story about the guy. Here's why he got mad. He asked the guy who works for him to actually give somebody a thank you just just on a car they built. They went out of the way to make sure this car got to SEMA. SEMA is the biggest car show mm -hmm, in the world, basically, mm -hmm. for manufacturers and stuff. And that's all he did was, all you did was ask, just yeah. put his name on there. Thank you for him. That's it. I, I don't like that guy. <laughs> and because of that, wasn't no one heard his kid, no one told money, no one scratched his car because someone didn't get thanked. Chip was like, listen up, motherfucker. You work for me. And I was like, I was on the phone going, oh, he said, mother, I, Chip, you've grown up. <laughs> He's a big boy now. And You know, just treat people the way you want to be treated. Right, 100%. And when somebody has just busted their tail to allow us to complete our, our project, I'll thank them all day long. Right. And this is Foos Design website and social media. I wanted Foos Design to say thank you for your efforts. Right. But somebody in my team that controls the social media was telling me no. And the guy, here's what's going on in that, my head. That's like you going. Is he going? I'm not doing the Armageddon update. I'm here. I've turned it in. Don't give me a note on right. it. Right. And I'm like, well, like here's what happens in my tape. head. <laughs> I'm thinking, I've got other cars to build, and I want this gentleman to help me on those. Yeah. Exactly. You say thank. We don't thank him. He doesn't help me later. Right. You know, I want people to work with yes. us. Yeah. And, and to be able to work with them. Yeah. And when you're that saying always wins no, in the end. That's, I'm seeing an end to my career. Right, right. <laughs> and all of us, you know, yeah. a thank you doesn't cost anything to say or put it on the website. Yeah, you're also a good guy though, but that- But, but we can that make was, a amazing. fortune right. for saying thank you. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, people, 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 you, so the guy had just gone to the extra mile, and there's so many people don't get this. The guy had just gone the extra mile to make sure you guys got that you car. 36 hours straight. To, right, you got that to car. To get a couple pieces done for us. You got that car to SEMA. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't thank the guy, the next time he goes, I couldn't get to it. Sorry. Yeah, uh -huh. exactly. He'll remember. And, 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 yeah. But if you go, no, 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 I work with Chip Foose, and that guy goes, and then he works forty eight hours next time. So we're gonna kill the guy eventually. But keep giving him. <laughs> at least he'll know he's loved. <laughs> yeah. At least he knows he's yeah. appreciated. But he's been thanked. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's been thanked. It's on his bit. headstone, I've, but I've worked, it's for, good. <laughs> I've worked for other hot rod shops and gone to shows where these cars have been 
presented. Yep. And my name is not even on the sign. And I busted my tail to mm-hmm. help these shops to get to the shows. Yeah. Right. And when my name is not on the sign and there's not a thank you, and sometimes I didn't even charge for the work I was doing. But when you're not recognized, I don't go and help them again. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? We ain't friends. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to overhaul them. There's so many fans of overhauling, and people just love that show. They just love the show. And I kept would show up during the time, you know, until we up. And I was always asked to participate. And I watched how bad, hard you guys are working. And I always <laughs> and said, it was, fuck no, it's terrifying. The, someone yeah. asked me, what are the producer, uh, Bud Brudsman? And Bud Brudsman is, uh, he is. I would I would go to war with Bud Brudsman, but I won't go to dinner with him. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear that, uh, but because he's just—I've he, never been. I'm intense. I'm intense. Bud is a different guy now. Good, good. He, thank God. He had just, kids, just as you are. Yeah, and I am. Yeah, we—we've all grown up. Right, right. I—I I think you and Bud would get along great now. Oh, we got along fine until he punched mm-hmm. me in the face on the Hot Rod Power tour. No, that's a story I didn't hear. Yeah, so an actual. Been, this is a literal well, punch in the face. Bud's a, a grappler and a martial arts, and he knew I was a martial arts. Mm. And but he, he he for whatever reason, when Bud got around me at this time, he's a different guy he now. He was that way. Yeah, I, we'd be on the set. He would come in and basically tackle me, throw me on the ground, and show me what a great wrestler he was. Right. And I never complained, but he would do it all the time. And whatever you know, he just. Tackled me two weeks ago, but I still feel it. Like, oh yeah, man, there's, yeah, there's, I still got a bruise here. So and, he'd been doing right, on the power tool. He'd been doing that. Like he's always like he doesn't to hit do me. it. He doesn't do hit it me. anymore. He's gonna hit me. And so, well, I you know I trained for a long time. So one day he goes to shoot. I blocked him, and I got my hand on his neck, and he, he reacted like I stabbed him. He went and it punched me. It was like it was that fast. I was like, you know, we were just like you've been <laughs> doing this shit to me for just, like weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did okay. one time and you <laughs> punched me in the face. And and, I, and by the way, we were on tour together filming an episode of the TV show he's not producing. Fit but, the crime, buddy. Yeah. This hey, is good to be on the ride. <laughs> Great job. I'd like to thank the producer. <laughs> but I got to go to the dentist. This tooth is missing. <laughs> so so you're doing Steven a new show. you. So so what was the weirdest thing at overall? What was it like what, what was a weird like because we all saw it and we thought it was really cool and, and you always went out of your way. God, you know people I'd be on the road doing comedy and people knew that and you and I knew each other and they'd be like, hey man. Can you get my picture, my car to chip to get an overhauling? I'm like, they got like, they do like 14 episodes a year. Man. It's a four tourist. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Yeah, Camry. It's, Camry. Like, it's a four door, but I want to turn it into a two door and I want to. And we, we did that <laughs> a couple times in seven days. Took four doors and made them into two doors. How hard? What's the point of that, really? Just to see that you could do it. I just it. want to make it cool. I know, but man. You know, they got a four-door, mm-hmm. but okay, we'll make it cool. We'll turn it into a two-door and just get rid of the top so we don't have to mess with that. Yeah, that was good. That's a good idea. So what was the weirdest stuff? A, a, the hardest we car. We only had eight days. The hard, I know. That's that's why when they asked me to get involved, I saw guys. I literally saw guys that looked like they were in some sort of automotive prison camp <laughs> on day six where I'd walk in mm-hmm. and- People were beat to shit and they were just messy and their eyes were bloodshot. It looked like, and Bud was, come on, guys. And I was like, Titus, get under the car, pull the rear end. I'm going to no. know. <laughs> like he would just grab whoever's in the room. I had no. I'm like, good, good job, guys. I got to go. And I would walk out. Shivved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Be hard- sure not to go by on day six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was the hardest car you did? Do you remember? Because mm. I you guys were rushing I sometimes. would say that Lotus that we did. That was, yeah. I saw it. Yeah, I did see it. The red ended up red, yeah, right? Jay Leno was our uh, insider, and we did it for uh, John, his uh, the guy that came by and 
filled his soda machine all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Red so and white. Why was that it hard? Was, uh, well, it was probably the most work we ever did to a car. Now, is that, did you go, because did you go nuts because Leno was involved and you were like, I want to go nuts on this? Well, Leno was kind of saying, I want this and I want this and I want this. And I'm thinking, with this, we need to do this. And with that, we need to do this. And I'm looking at the car and I'm thinking, it's got this awkward long nose out in front of the wheels. So yeah. I thought, let's pull the nose back and just, just tried to balance the proportion of the car a little better. And then, of course, it, it, kind of runs away when the stock car has 13 inch wheels and we're going to bring it down. So you've got less room in the wheel wells and we put 18s. <laughs> <laughs> so it can't, it just goes straight. Wow. You can't move turn a it. A lot of stuff. And yeah. that comes back to the same thing with, you know, the rear quarters. We were working on that car and the project manager had all the guys. I didn't know it because I'm working on another car. He has everybody do the, all the body work on the back of the car. And I'm still building the chassis. I walk over there and they've got all the quarters all finished. And it won't fit. And I already know it's not going to fit. <laughs> I've built the chassis and I've built the wheel. And I've got the wheels on it. Okay, we're going to drop the body on now. Kink. So we drop the body on and, you know, I don't have the wheels on it, but I start cutting all the quarters and pulling that bodywork out and then just make sheet metal strips and start screwing it back together. But I... Widened the rear of that you, car you, about what, four just, inches. You just pie cut them and then pulled it all, all out? All the way around then... that wheel well. Just cut them. And <laughs> After they'd already finished up. it. Yeah. <laughs> pull it all up. And now fill in all, all you know. You're, you're all. your dad. That, you just yeah. pulled a dad. Yeah. yeah. But I knew it needed to be done before we even got the body. Yeah. I said, you should ask me before you do all that because they just wasted all that time. <laughs> what was the most fun you ever did on one of those? Like where you were like, this was a fun one. I saw because I saw some people react, grown ass men you know, it's funny. bursting into tears when it, they saw their cars. It's not the cars that I really think about. Right. We did 160 some cars. Jesus. But And you don't hate cars now because after being getting <laughs> having your ass kicked, imagine taking a car, whatever, rusty Camaro, even a decent shape one and in seven days transferring it to something. He, you saw the show, right? Yeah. Once in a while. yeah. It was like, like I would, ha I would hate I would do, cars. I again. would do the eight days with zero sleep when we were doing them. Right. Sometimes I'm, I got a nap in, or maybe one or two naps. Sometimes when the car was in the spray booth, I would sleep while they were painting it, then wake up right. and start assembling. Oh my god! But uh, dude, right. dude, when you were building my car, we were taking it to SEMA, the 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 fifty six, the convertible. You were sleeping in the trunk of the car. Yeah. We caught you sleeping with a wrench in the trunk of the car. <laughs> that was the T bird. Cuddling up with it. That was a T-Bird too. Yeah, you just I do remember, this. I was. I remember I was bolting the two panels together. I had my hands over my head. I had two 7 16 wrenches in my hand, in both hands. And uh, next thing you know. The next thing is is <laughs> Carl showed up at the shop and he's rolling the, the big roll-up door open. <laughs> and I hear the door open and I open my eyes and I still have the 7 16 wrenches in both hands on, <laughs> on the nut Christ. and bolt. And go, okay, finish tighten that up and go to the next bolt. Well, wow. now that I'm rested. <laughs> so you can design these things in your sleep, clear, literally. Uh, I have actually woken up with ideas and I, I yeah. used to always keep a drawing pad next to my, next to the bed so I could grab that and right. make drawings. In fact, that's where that uh, 46 Ford Roadster pickup came from. Huh. That was a dream I had. And I drew it. We put it on the cover of uh, the magazine, and George Poteet had some guys in Colorado build it. Did that piss you off? Did you get, well, Keith, did you get a little? Started, did, you, did you get a little Keith Carter and all that? You I like, had started. Like, to, <laughs> I had started to build that truck for myself. 
Right. And then when I saw that they finished it, they got to it before I did. I ended up selling my project. Oh, wow. What a bummer. So actually, I gave it to uh, Keith, who uh, was the painter at Boyd's. And he he was going to build it for his dad. And I don't know if he's ever built it or not. He's up in Washington now. Speaking of your dad, too, man, the, you know, you, you people, uh, if, you, if you're a car guy and, and, and you're just into West Coast Customs, those guys, they're all great. And, and I, I think Kendig is, is he's a great guy and, he's, and his shop is awesome. Yours is, too. But when you go back to those, your, your dad, your dad and those guys of that era kind of invented some custom car stuff that like, in, like it's still like popular today. They invented that world, Yeah, you know, and your dad was a, was a master. See, my first memories are Winfield shop. Yeah. Winfield too. Winfield because still, Winfield's are, that's like 103, still building cars, still welding. Mm -hmm. Still out but there. My dad worked for Gene. Wow. So you didn't know that? I think I have a vague recollection yeah. of, but. Yeah, my dad was the shop foreman at uh, AMT and Winfield shop. Well, originally, we went to Modesto. My dad worked in Modesto with Gene. Gene left Modesto, went to Phoenix, and opened AMT. Called my dad and said, bring anybody that wants to come down and work here and close the shop up there. So we ended up moving to Phoenix. And then uh, <laughs> Gene came back up to Canoga Park. And then my dad finally, he was, I remember as a kid, my dad would leave on Monday morning to go to work and not come home until Friday. Wow. And just dead tired. He'd fall asleep, take a sh get up, take a shower, go right back to work. And he just finally one day he says, I'm done. That's no way to live. We went, to Santa we went back up to Santa Barbara and my dad started his own shop. You know what you guys needed back then? The convenience of butcher box. You know what I needed? Yeah, uh, meat. Yeah. Had his dad wouldn't have been so damn tired if he'd eaten right. Right. He'd get the right he nutrition. Would have the right proteins. Right. Exactly. Delivered right to your house. Uh, butcher box. Uh, can I? Uh, so Ray has. We we have it. Here's how old I am now. I have a freezer in my garage. <laughs> right. I'm I'm freezer in my garage. Years you got old. rid of the Stocking fridge up. with all the beer. <laughs> yes, it's just meat now. <laughs> so we get butcher box. Butcher box. Uh, it's grass fed. It's like the it, the meat is dude is so good. The chicken that Ray makes with this stuff. Go ahead, read it. Tell tell him. Uh, it's 100% grass-fed, finished beef. They offer uh, free-range organic chicken, heritage br uh, breed pork, uh, wild-caught salmon, and bones um, added. It's like it's like the best. And you yeah. can order like you can order like was it 13 pounds, 20 pounds enough for 24 meals. Uh, each box has nine to 11 pounds. Yep, enough for 24 individual meals. Yep, that is a lot. Uh, for a limited time, Butcher Box is offering new members a free essentials bundle in their first box. That's three pounds. This is another. This is three pounds of chicken breast, two pounds of pork chops, and two pounds of ground beef for free in your first box. Also, uh, keep an eye on them. If you when you get the subscription to Butcher Box, check it all the time because sometimes they pop up lobster or crab or something crazy, and it gets gone like that. But we actually use it all the time. I love it. Yep. Uh, so just go to butcherbox.com/titus. That's butcherbox.com/titus to get a free essentials bundle in your first box. Awesome. Yeah, we have to do it. <laughs> got to got to do the ads. Mm -hmm. But we the thing is that we so here's how we run this. We don't like we I've turned down so much advertising because I don't want to do I only use the companies that I use. Yeah. I don't want to bullshit people. So just like same with me at my shop. Yeah, right. You yeah, mm -hmm. if it, well you have to the the, 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 the stuff you mm -hmm. endorse has to be good because it's on your stuff. My dad trained me. If you want to do your best, use the best. Right. So I use the best. What's your company? What's your paint company now? Uh, BASF. 
Oh yeah, you have your own line of BASF. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good, man. And then where can I get where can I get Foose wheels if I want to buy some Foose wheels? Well, you know that was originally MHT, right? And MHT and Wheel Pros have merged. Okay. So Wheel Pros is now uh, producing and selling Foose wheels. Okay. And are you, are you still doing new designs all the time? Yes. Good. Any cool coming out? Uh, of course not. <laughs> I, here's the thing. That took a turn. I thought it was going to so, be a, an of so course. So uh, that's going to be impossible to be able to design a wheel. You you have you you which you have one right, palette. To, right, it has to be you have one palette. Shape. You have one palette. Uh, it does have to look good. I mean, you can do a lot of shit in the circle, but it has to you know. And your hot hot red sensibility. It, well, there's so many different wheels. You know, there's face mount wheels. There's right. deep dish wheels. It's the types of cars that you're putting it on. So. The ideas are easy. It's what you do with the ideas that's difficult. Right. And mm -hmm. sometimes a great design on paper, you put it on and you got to do, it's got to wrap around the, the brake caliper so it looks goofy when right. it's made. So a lot of times they're just saying, we need some wheel designs for uh, 2007 BMW 3 Series. Okay. So I look at that and I'll get inspiration from details on the car and I'll pull a detail and create a spoke. And, you know, then next time they're saying, okay, we want an 85 square body uh c10 pickup okay so i'll look at you know what's the section shape of the body itself right and i might make a spoke that looks like that so it's mm -hmm. real easy like to a, come up with a new creating idea. creating so a motif cheating. it's called it's cheating, cheating. Yes. Is that okay i just want to make sure <laughs> inspiration, <laughs> looking at something to get inspired right yeah. cheating you know? Yep. That's what I, I do. Actually, well, I was writing. Okay. A, I was do writing a new show. <laughs> By the way, I'll be in uh, Florida at the in the Jacksonville uh, uh, Comedy Zone uh, this week uh, doing my new show. Apologies in advance, uh, and uh, it's so fun to be able to like. I wrote this bit of white supremacy. Well, to write that bit, I have to go and Google white supremacy and then read about white supremacy. Now we saw what's going to happen when they actually pull my Google search. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we... <laughs> like, Titus was a terrorist the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm looking at? Like... I know I'm looking at this one's got white supremacy in it uh, where I kind of tear that apart and I, and I go after a bunch of stuff and I just realize I'm looking up crazy shit for yeah. the Armageddon update too. Yeah. Sometimes for the Armageddon update, I'll look up uh, insurrection and I'll look, I'll be looking, we'll do a gun one. It'll I'm a little bit concerned that no one has knocked on this door <laughs> I know, from all the things like hey <laughs> everything's weird man everything's weird. what is this oh, white privilege card trumps everything wow white privilege car card, card. oh card oh, uh, my shop manager sent me that the other oh day a picture God. of one that's so hilarious. you went so you got a new girl now she's because yes. we're a little lefty on this show we're a little lefty yeah i i well i pulled after obama they kept going here's i i figured out why i got like that I figured out what was the moment I decided to a care about politics and b get involved in it with with the podcast. It was the day Mitch McConnell said we're uh, we're going to make uh, Barack Obama one-term president. Like they didn't didn't know the guy, didn't know his policies. Just mm -hmm. said because he's a black guy, we're doing. It. I thought that's bullshit. That's not part of America. You should be part of like solution. You know, you don't everybody, have to agree with the guy. Everybody's equal, right? But it was that 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 was like okay, this is fucked up. So I started kind of. Then I got into over the years of Obama, and then when when uh, when um, Sweet Potato Hitler got elected, I I was like, how did this happen? How did we get this guy who was? Uh, and so I got really deep into it, and uh, and now I'm kind of in the weeds of it. 
And then, and then, so, so by the way, and I don't care that, I don't care that anybody's right wing. My, my aunt and uncle who I just stayed with up in Northern uh, California, I got to talk about that show too. Uh, I, they're right wing and I get along fine with them. We, we were fine. Uh, I've got friends that are right wing. You're right wing. Or, well, I wouldn't say it. You know, you're, you, you don't I'm give a neutral. shit. Yeah. You don't, you trip this one. Is it, is it cool? Is a car there? Can I work on a car? <laughs> is, are they going to stop me working on cars? No. Okay, I'm, then I'm good. <laughs> but I'll support I, I, everybody. But your lovely new girlfriend, you sent me a picture. I said, I, I was saying Wait, something. You only saw one side of the, we made cupcakes for both sides. You did? Yes. Oh, really? To see which ones were eaten. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, so show up and there's you cupcakes. You only saw one side and there of was the cupcakes. A, and he sends me this picture of Trump cupcakes. And, I, and part of my, my first reaction, that was when Trump was really, yeah, I was, oh, you know. I, I got, I got belittled for it you know how you know how amped i got about stuff I was yeah, like, yeah. motherfuckers had a trump cupcake like I was, like, <laughs> was there a wall between so, them so no. i wanted to apologize for that no i, I thought it was funny uh, it was really, but he's like jesus titus is a little bit i'm not touching this one <laughs> uh, so can i I'm talk i about, saw what happened when somebody changed the night he was being aired Oh man, oh. that that was i want to apologize for that day because i was so psychotic and i realized that uh, television eats. And it's funny because years later, you got you and got overhauling, and I called you and we talked, and, and you were amped about overhauling. You were like as as amped as you get. You were like, it's just hard. I'm busy. Everybody's up my ass because overhauling was so popular. I mean, it still is. You still get drug all over the place. But at the peak of a show, I've been there where it's mm -hmm. just like they just go, got to go here, got to go here, interview this, make these phone calls, ten things. Oh, by the way, and all that shit you do on the show, do that too. So I was writing the mm -hmm. show prominent. He was like building shit all day long. Then he had to do the 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 pranks, right? Oh, and doing the pranks and he's got to go to car shows where he's getting appearance money and right. he's got to leave and he's and he's on planes all, it, like you got like how burnt were you at one point i remember there was an 11 month straight that i was never home on a weekend Ugh. and i came in and i told lynn stout my office assistant i said i want one weekend home every month just block one out yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. And, 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 I, I i missed five years of both my kids growing up yeah. When we did the first five years of overhauling. And I thought, I don't ever want to be that busy again. I remember I remember so then saying, I started going home. Yeah. And everybody was busy at home. I just sat by myself watching TV. I thought And now he's getting divorced. <laughs> so it, <laughs> maybe they were glad you were gone. That's how I felt about my ex. Uh so I told you once, I said, um, I said, Hey, I said I said, because you were kind of freaked out about how busy you were, and I said, enjoy this look around enjoy mm -hmm. it don't be mad because i didn't i said the same thing to the guys at uh gas monkey garage did you look what happened yeah because it because it takes 15 years to get there and it takes 15 seconds for them to go hey guys you're canceled click <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's so 15. we're on to something new yeah, exactly hey you're not as popular as we wanted you to be yeah those guys were huge what i was just thinking of him the other day yeah richard's a good guy yeah he and is. aaron was fantastic aaron's a, a you get that aaron's a, a mm -hmm. zen master he's the gandhi of hot yeah. rodding i think yeah yeah um but uh no richard's a good guy but he was he playing a character sometimes you know it's funny i met richard and aaron both in detroit right and i thought they both worked on cars and I liked, I liked their vibe. I liked what they were doing. Richard told me about how he was creating this uh, gas monkey clothing line and they were building cars and all this stuff. And I said, you want to be on overhaul? So Richard and Aaron both show up on the set and I'm working away. And all of a sudden uh, somebody comes over and says, hey, what's Richard doing? And I look over and Richard's just kind of standing, watching everything that's going on. Aaron's underneath the car. He's working. He's got grease from head yeah. to toe already. And, and he's, well, he's legit. He's busy. Yeah. And I walk over to Richard and I said, 
uh, you gonna help on the car? He says, oh, I don't work on cars. <laughs> he says, I, I'm, you know, I, I run the shop, but I don't work on the cars. And I said, well, what do you want to do? He says, well, I could help hosting. I said, well, let me talk to Bud. So I go grab Bud Brutzman and he comes over and, and uh, he says, you don't work on cars? And he says, uh, no, I don't work on cars. He says, by the way, this is a room full. Of, by the way, the overhauling set was insane. Pack was like all the guys from from the kicker guys to whoever was there. Everybody's there. Everybody's there. Well, here's and what we do on this show. Um, these aren't just car guys. These are guys that make the parts, do the research to fit for fucking car guys. Yeah, these yeah. are the, and, and, and to have one guy that they go, you don't work on cars? Like, you know, everybody walked up, you don't work on cars? You don't work on cars? You don't work on cars? Oh, shit. But I love Bud and, and the way he worked. <laughs> Bud just walks up to him. He says, you don't work on cars? No. And, and you know, Richard and Aaron are both from Texas. And Bud says to Richard, you have any friends here in L.A.? Yeah, I got a lot of friends in L.A. Why don't you go party with them and show up on day eight and take Aaron home? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. By the way, that's, that's what, what happened. That's why I can get along with Bud because I'm kind of like that too. Bud just cuts to the chase. Yeah. We don't, don't need you here if you don't work on cars. We don't have time for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I've never seen a but, guy get more done uh, faster than Bud Bursman. But he's a yeah. good producer. He's done it. He, and he, in the mo what, I think I'm driven. I'm on my 10th comedy show. Compared to Bud Bursman, yeah. I am a sloth. That's, that's, <laughs> that has a tequila hangover. But Bud and I are the, about the same way when it comes to getting things done. Yeah. Bud, in the first episode, we did that uh, 71 uh, Chevelle. Yeah. And Bud was there. I, I did the whole week with no sleep. But the final day when we were getting that thing, you know, we're, we're just about finished, but there's no exhaust system on this car yet. I'm building the exhaust system, but Bud was right there with me every step of the way, and he helped me to get that done so we could reveal that car. Yeah. And then Bud found Magnaflow and brought Richard Waitis in, and that was the biggest godsend for me. Is You know, I had to do it anymore. Yeah. The, the exhaust was... I'm looking for tubing to build something so just we can plug put and play. exhaust. Just I'm using old parts and I'm cleaning right. them up. Got to go to Home Depot. <laughs> we got to get some galvanized. Get some galvanized. We're going to do something. And Richard comes in and it's like, oh, we got a kit for it. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. All done. I'll see you tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> I'll be back for the reveal. Man. So yeah. what's next, man? I mean, you've done, you, you've had, you've had a show. You're doing Bud, Bud's new show, which is called what? You're doing, you're doing uh, fully design. torked fully but torqued. has another shop and uh you're doing design for that i'm just doing some sketching and helping Bud. well bud called me and asked if i wanted to you know work with uh wheel pros and supply the wheels for the car and i'm thinking well, what do these cars look like so I, I made the mistake of saying who's designing them bud says we don't have a designer you want to do it i thought eh, yeah i'll keep my name out there i'll i'll throw some some marker on paper and give you some ideas. And there you go, man. Yeah, we're, we're doing weeks. the wheels for them. Because honestly, I've never seen anybody. You can just you can just fart out designs all day long. I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, there's a brilliant. Many, yeah. <laughs> there's another one. Wow. And then you go, wow. Uh, <laughs> Who's this guy? What is the, uh, what is the, um, uh, oh, I'll tell the story about this gig first. What, what uh, you've done Eddie, Van, you did a car for Van Halen. No, no, you're not for yeah. Eddie Van Halen. You did a car for Van Halen. Yeah, we did Eddie Van Halen. We did his trucks when I was at Boyd's. Right. We did a 55 for Alex Van Halen. Yeah, that's, yeah. But Michael Anthony, the bass player. That's the one I've you done did. about five cars for him. In fact, we've got his 34 Roadster that we did 28 years ago at Boyd's. That's in the shop now. We're just freshening it up. Wow. And then he says he's going to bring the 40 in that we did. The list of people you've built cars for is insane. Some of the people that I, you know. I've been lucky and blessed yeah. to, to work for the people and, that I have worked for. And, 
And also people with money and that are excellent at their jobs find you because you are the best. You're blessed and the best. Well, thank you. My dad said it best. He says, you're only as good as your customer allows you to be. And I have had some amazing customers. I'm not a customer anymore, just so you know. Because <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah no, but we no built more. a pretty cool car for you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that car is still, it's still, it's one of the baddest ass all Corvette suspension. That, that, that. You know what I want to talk about real quick? Because I want to move on. I want to tell you what happened in the gig this week and you're going to talk about Florida. Right. Um, uh, I want to talk about what do you think about the, because it, it's, it's, it's the combustion engine is, is on its way out. It'll be around. I, I'm saying it'll be around in the sense of there'll be Camaros and there'll be Corvettes. There'll be stuff that's more vintage. But after driving uh, the S, the Tesla S, I, I'm like, yeah, I was like anti-electric car. Then I drove, the, and I was like, "This thing, amazing. this thing will stomp yeah. anything." Yeah, like guys, guys car. in vets and Ferrari stopped looking at me. Mm -hmm. They just like the, the, you know, when I first got it, they were like, "And and it, whoa, gone because it's so fast." Mm -hmm. And then they stopped. Now they don't yep. know it. Brian Fuller's building a a '69 Cougar convertible with all Tesla running gear in it. He's calling nice. it Sparky. Wow, awesome! Huh. And I thought it would be really fun to build one, but I'd call it Conductor. There you go. Ooh. So I have an idea. I already I looked it up. Uh, I did the measurements already. Uh, it's it's got to be wider, but a 51 Merc yes. is within one inch wheelbase wise of the chassis and everything. Like when you, you did start with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got my new agents. They have a plan about a year. Um, 51 Merc or uh, also or a, a shoebox Chevy that the wheelbase is almost exact. Yeah. It's really close, and both cars would need to be sliced. Did you wear, measure the track and opened? That's they yeah. need to be. They both need to be opened That'll a little widen. bit, which would just make them look better. Yes, <laughs> it would just make them look lower. Well, mm -hmm. What I would do mm -hmm. is I'd leave the windshield and all the all the daylight opening right the top stock width, and just bring the body out. So like so like on the fifty seven, just like make the fins like pull it out like that. Yeah. Well, you, you what about the width of the doors? Though you'd have to. No, you, the door, the top of the doors. Oh, would on roll a fifty six, you could, could just round yeah, it more. You, you could just, actually hide it's it. It's a wide body, but the interior is the same. But you wouldn't notice it because of the way fifty five, fifty six yeah. rolls. It you rolls, would, but yeah, you're gonna. You're so you gonna could bring still it pull out. it off, but it's four inches, so yeah. two inches each side. Yeah. See, so I couldn't make it look goofy. Like there's other cars that have gone it, too far. Were you involved in? I don't think it looked. Were you involved in Shazoom? No, I did Boyd Air. That's the one that, that I did, the clean. convertible that, you know, the whole thought behind that car was what if Chevrolet was playing with the 59 proportions right. in 57? So you did a 59 Chevy 57, yeah, with a 57 body on yes. it. Yes. It, 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 by the way, the, you're great with proportions, man. I, I've seen this, some of this, that Impala you built that one, the Riddler, I just, I, so this is what he did. He took a 65 Impala and he put it on the chassis of a Z06 Corvette. That, no, it's actually, it was a, a, a mm -hmm. regular Corvette because it, I wanted a steel chassis. The Z06 has an aluminum, aluminum chassis, chassis. Mm. and I wanted to weld the body to the chassis. So I went with the regular Corvette. Because that's that the difference? I didn't yeah. know. We, I yeah, thought the, I thought they the all had, I thought they all had aluminum. aluminum chassis. No, regular Corvette was steel. So, so 65 uh, Impala, mm -hmm. Corvette, mm -hmm. new Corvette. Mm -hmm. Oh, a new the, one, uh-huh. Stretched the Corvette chassis seven and five eighths inches and shortened the Impala body almost 16 inches. <laughs> and, and, and Okay, so that would so look stupid, right? Now it's the proportions of a muscle car, right. not the big cruiser right. that it was. You, right. You're making it sound too simple. There's it all these simple. angles and shit to do. <laughs> I went for him, saw that car. For him, no, it's... It was like, 
they cut did it in his sleep a, it, when they when they presented the car at the show at the Riddler there was another drawing of it of where they cut it no I had another car and I illustrate I on the car I taped off oh you had a white another 65 car, that's right I saw some pictures and right. I put black tape on all the places to that show we where it was moved yeah and then put it all back together it's it's stunning thank you how mad was that guy how much that cost <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's interesting is he wanted to build that car for his wife Elma this Don and Elma Va they drove a 65 Impala on their honeymoon so obviously he's going to build a 65 Impala for his wife right mm -hmm. I said for your wife let's make it a driver we're going to take a brand new Corvette put it underneath that's for him He's underneath. But the way, here's, here's what's funny She's about on him. top. He just describes shit. He describes shit like, is it, so here's what we're going to do. 65 like, bucks. Mix it up in a bowl. And, you know. We're going to put a stock <laughs> Thursday. Be done on Thursday. <laughs> we're going to put a stock Corvette underneath it. If she has a problem, she can pull into any Chevy dealership, plug it into the computer, know it needs to be replaced, and be on her way. You do not want to give a woman a hot rod that's going to have problems. She's stuck on the road. She's never going to drive that car again. Hashtag me too. Women you heard are it. fine. Women can fix stuff. Women are great. So <laughs> we get building this car and now there's two different cars. This mm -hmm. is the driver. It's a stock Corvette underneath this thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're midway through and Don says, let's take it to the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. That, so, Wait a minute. Because explain the Riddler to people, because people that don't are are some of the listeners that maybe aren't as far into cars. Do you explain what the Riddler is? Because it is it is here's the, the way I describe epitome it. of car shows beyond uh, the shit you guys did for the Riddler. I would watch it and just I, my brain would hurt. First of all, the Riddler is you're building a piece of art, mm -hmm. and the way I describe the judging is they look for the worst two inch square on the entire car. And there's eight finalists, the grade eight. Out of out of how many cars usually? Sometimes there's 20 to 30 that are competing for the Riddler. Right. They narrow it down to eight, and then they try to find the worst two-inch square on the whole car. And the car with the best of the worst two-inch squares wins. Hmm. So you have to detail every single inch. Right, right. And every single piece needs to be a piece of art. Yep. Now he just said, let's take this to the Riddler which is a factory stock car underneath, that is not a piece of artwork. That's production brackets, tubes, yep. lines, brake lines, every single component. Shitty welds, not, not finished welds. Nothing is finished. And they're judging underneath. When it's not just- oh, oh, no. Yeah, no, when we build the they, whole, got, they got mirrors in the yeah. Riddler. They have guys crawling over the- Yeah, it's insane. You're finishing things inside of holes because the floor is polished so nice, it works like a mirror and you'll be able to see inside that hole. So you don't want dry spray in that hole. You're finishing and building every single inch so that I don't want a judge to even see dry spray. Somewhere. It's maddening. Yes. So you're making it more this difficult. Six, six years on a car to build. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. So I've I've won it four times with cars that we built at our shop. Is anybody else won it more? No. So I've been involved with six wow. winners, but we built four of them at my shop. That's a goat, mother. You're the goat. <laughs> well, thank you. But when he said he wanted to take that car to the Riddler, I was no. There's, there is, and I. You don't have enough money. <laughs> yeah. No, how do you know? I just know. This is a production car. Now we yeah. took, and we put this car in a rotisserie, and we started taking every single component, starting with the A arms, and working down to every single bracket, and redressing it, still using the original parts. Yeah. But turning everything into a piece of art. 
So you basically had to shape and and grind and perf make everything perfect. Yes, cut metal away from frame and put pieces in. So it's a bracket that still does the same job that the other one did, but we're completely hand but it looks building like sculpture. a bracket and welding it into the frame and making it smooth. And yes, it's a sculpture. So the bottom of the car is just as beautiful as the top. And wow. and you so you had to undo some things because you had because you're starting from something that's already there that you weren't intending to compete it's with. It's easy when you build something from, from scratch. the beginning yeah. to make everything beautiful. No going in knowing that. Now we had to go back in and change absolutely mm -hmm. every every part of and that. And on car. top of that, he'd already taken this 65 uh, Impala and shrunk it down to a Corvette size and made it look proportionately right. That's impossible. But it's to the point where I remember laughing out loud when he told me when I heard you were doing this. <laughs> You know, the wheel tubs in the car, you don't ever want to attach a piece of metal to the outside skin. Mm -hmm. So what I did on the wheel tubs, the inner fenders, is we built everything out of sheet metal, but the quarters on the car, I bought two more quarters and then shrunk those, got them down to where they fit inside of the other quarter. So just the wheel well is where we attach this. Right. And then cut it as an arc and then radiused it and put it back into the wheel tubs. So when you were underneath the car and you're looking at the wheel tub and the outer skin, it looked like the outer skin of the car, but the inside finished and painted and polished. So wait, wait, wait. So you actually double walled the- I the, double walled the whole double quarter. double walled the quarter with another quarter. With another so quarter. It so it was only welded on the wheel. That so other master sculptors only had to th think about the exterior. You have to think about well, functionality, but, but engineering, what, three dimensions. Yeah, that's why. So we never showed. We never once showed my fifty-six because of this reason. I just, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. I never, I never showed it. I never showed it once. Any, I mean, I drove to shows in it, but I never was like entered it in anything because I just didn't. By the way, under my I've car, never competed was, with one of my personal cars. Yeah, it was finished. It was I've finished. Displayed them. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I was just like, I don't. I don't. A. I don't want some guy going. Oh, there's dirt right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't. I, I just don't want a guy. Now, let me tell you about this gig. I tell you about this gig. And guys, I'm going to be at the, uh, in Jacksonville this weekend. Uh, fr Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Come see the new show. Uh, also, Carrying Monsters is on. Um, is on the my website now, ChristopherTitus.com, Chipfoos.com, Chipfoos.com. Yeah, I believe so. You don't know anymore. I don't know. It's the artist formerly known as Foos.com. I'm going to have to ask the judge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, Highlander's got an album no. coming out. Here's the gig I do this weekend. So COVID is starting back up. I mean, COVID, I mean, gigs are starting back because of COVID, yes. right? COVID's over. Uh, I'm vaccinated. I told my agents, I, I didn't do work for 14 months, except we did shows here and we did them online and people got to stay home. And we did it because I wanted people to still have a night out and not, you know, go get killed, go die from this disease. So... My first gig, my agent's like, we're booking it, you're booking, an, uh, it's it's in Oakland near Jack London Square. Well, Jack London Square is a nice area in, in the Bay Area. It's a nice area. Well, this is near Jack London Square. I show up to this gig. Uh, first shows, because of COVID, the show, first shows, I have two shows, 6.30 and then I think 8.15. I, we have to be done by 10 because they're a COVID thing. It's in the worst, it's across the freeway from the worst neighborhood in Oakland. I go there. Uh, uh, and I think my agent's going, and your agents are like, look, just go, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be great. You know, don't worry about it. It's in a parking lot. <laughs> it's in a parking lot. Uh, there's- The uh, stage is in the parking lot? The, yeah, the, yeah, the whole show's in the parking okay. lot. And yet, there's no parking for me. No stage, <laughs> just on the ground. <laughs> yeah, so well, there's, no, there's if, a stage. If with, you're standing in the parking lot, uh, isn't that parking? <laughs> yeah, for me, but my car, not for my car. Cars aren't allowed <laughs> because we have tables and people in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. So the stage, 
uh, is pointed the way they, they had a stage built and the, they pointed the stage uh, directly into the setting sun. So I'm on stage in this ball of, of gas a million miles away that will set my white ass on fire. I have to do an hour show looking directly into it. It's also windy. About I just need to ask if you actually uh, acknowledge this. Oh, yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah. So so then, then it's, it's a windy. We have wind gusts about 30 miles an hour. So I can't use my, I use my lav mic so I can use my hands. I have to use a hand mic. Uh, we go there uh, and, uh, and, and from the stage about 30 feet from me are four beautiful porta potties <laughs> just standing there and the tables are all spread Holy out shit. and are people are warm from the sun too? <laughs> yeah. not from can the you, sun not from the sun smell them they from were the stage? but there's no shade on the stage or anything the audience is shaded but yeah. there's not on the stage then they have lights on too and i'm like so well, uh, this place cares about the audience i get on, i got on stage and i just go i go i want everybody to know something you know, I have certain demands of my contract. And I said, I want to be facing directly into the sun. If I'm not, if that sun's not blazing on my white ass, I'm not going up. Then there better be some outhouses that I can see from where I'm doing comedy. And there's four of them. Okay, they did that. But if the wind's not blowing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And? Oh, and the microphone. And then before we started, the poor opening act, he goes, they, there's, no, there's no one to introduce him. The guy just hands on the mic and he walks on stage and the mic doesn't work. It doesn't work. So I'm, at this point, I ha I'm at the end and I get up on stage and I grab the mic out of his hand and I go, just go off stage. And I, and I go and I just stare at the sound guy and I just stare at him. He's going, oh, and he's flipping out. Finally, the mic works and I just go. And I just did, I basically did a U, U intro. I was like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to a parking lot in Oakland. And I, and I, and I introduced the kid and he did a great show. The audience was so fun because I acknowledged every day. So when I got up and I said, and, and, I, and that microphone better not fucking work or there ain't gonna be no show show and the audience went nuts so at the end of the day everybody who came to the show at at nito's backyard thank you so much uh, it was so good to get on stage after 14 months and 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 i did a brand new hour i did a brand whole new hour of comedy and uh so thank you it was a good show uh actually it, it's the first 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 time doing it from a live audience except for we did it here once uh I had like I had six people stand up and give me standing goes at the end. It's all about kind of how life works out. It, it, cool. it worked out. I'm getting better at this. My ten special. So guys, go to Jacksonville. So uh, those are the six that you brought with you. What? <laughs> right. Yes, they're comped. Yeah. You get, you they came out of the tickets? bathroom. <laughs> Man, four of them were still I, in the bathroom. They were still oh, in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, 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 really yeah. The second show. The second show. The sun had set. And it mm -hmm. was right by the bay, so it got so cold. It was I went from blazing into the, staring into the blazing sun mm -hmm. to freezing. And the second show, I walked. So up, were I you said, shivering when you were I, giving? I, your was, I had my leather jacket on. I walked on stage and go, "Well, I think a lot of us have asked ourselves, what would it be like if uh, if there was comedy during the Donner Party?" <laughs> 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 the audience was great. So thank you guys uh, again. This weekend, I will be at uh, Florida uh, or in um, Jacksonville at the Comedy Zone. Please. That's an actual club. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like with yeah, walls. Yeah. Uh, What's well, in a hotel, but it's, yeah. The sun it's isn't a, inside. Look, we're just starting back. Okay? We just gave it. I call my agent. I give my agent shit about it. And he goes, and just you could just hear him just, he first of all, he starts laughing. And then he just goes, hey, man, it's going to be about three months till we get everything back to rolling again. Because I've slept, See, there's restrictions. Now, if I was your agent, I would say, well, you know where money comes from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Other people. Exactly. And you just got their money. Yeah. Did they pay you? <laughs> Shut up. By the way, he did. He gave me, uh, on my text, he gave me a, literally like three paragraphs of like kind of an apology and 
explaining it. And, mm-hmm. I, and I said, oh, thank you. I said, I would have also accept, quit being a pussy, get on stage <laughs> and, sh- and quit bitching. I, I, Shut your mouth, it's a pandemic. Just yeah, get on stage. Too, it was always, Adam's a good guy. He was almost too nice. Um, but guys, and uh, and thanks for watching and listening. And dude, I can't, that you came down to do this is, is really a big deal. People who are fans of overhauling and stuff, I okay, Richard. You said Richard's. This, I'm this not going to say the first show I've done since COVID. Wow. Oh, well, I, I'm we're both vaccinated. I would say Richard, like you said, Richard. Richard's great. He was a great personality. He, I've seen you push people aside to fix something right, whether it's painting or you. You, you know, it's a great thing. You are always legit. Always legit welding. Um, uh, um, body work, design. I've seen you just cut into something where I, I'm like, ah, like, like you'll just you'll just pick up like a yeah. like a wheel. Shh, ah, what yeah. are you doing? And then it, it ends up looking cool. And, and color pick, dude. Thank there's you. been times we've had arguments over color. You picked a color on something, the wagon. I'm gonna use purple. I go, I, no, lime green. I was like, don't no fucking lime green. You're gonna look me. And and then you, then you put it on. I was like, oh, I was wrong. Oh, you were right. I was, mm. Yeah, I was. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna go write a joke. That <laughs> <laughs> guy who builds cars for a living. I remember when I called you and I pretended to be the mayor of Gilmore. No, what was this? I remember this way. Because the garlic festival was coming up, and I, 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 I pretended to be the the mayor of uh, Gilmore, and I wanted you to do Gilroy. Sh- Gilroy, yes. Yeah, I and, remember uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> and I left you my phone number, but you never called me. Yeah, I actually caught. I remember I had this conversation. When was this? How long ago was this? This is back in like. Uh, I was still with 90, my ex. I was still with, or I was with my ex, right? This was right after Boyd's because I was working at <laughs> Canepa Design. Up in I I went to San Jose. I went to I went to my ex at the time. I was married to her, and I said, <laughs> "I'm not fucking working the garlic festival." <laughs> I, rem- I remember. Oh, wow. I was, I was so driving. That's good. I was driving through, through Gilroy, and I saw a garlic festival and the dates and everything else. So I just grabbed my cell phone. <laughs> yeah, there's a show and so, and I want you to do the garlic festival on such and such dates. And really, please call me back. Nope. And I gave you my phone number, and you never called me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like two months later, I said, "Hey, did you ever get a call from the mayor of Gilroy to do the garlic <laughs> festival?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't call back. Nothing. Nope. Not doing it. Uh, you no, are booked at the garlic festival in a month. Yeah, I'm though, doing it now. Yeah, 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 and I got to stare into the sun because because right, my right. contract will be followed. Well, if you wear garlic, you don't get COVID <laughs> oh, or, or right. vampires. Right. <laughs> There's no vampires at the garlic festival. Um, anyways, guys, uh, go to uh, foosdesign.com for the wheels. Well, what's the name of the wheel company again? Uh, that's Wheel Pros. Wheel Pros, man. Mm-hmm. Some of the badass stuff. Your album is going to be on Spotify. Spotify, under- iTunes, with yeah. the Willing Bureau. Willing Bureau. Check it out. I didn't say awesome. it again. Yeah, I didn't yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, also, go to ChristopherTice.com for Carrion Monsters. And I will see you guys in Florida for the next show. For myself, the the goat, Chip Foose, and the Thank Highlander. Thank you for having me. Uh, you, thanks for being on, man. Thank it's you. I really, it's been an honor. It's it's uh, you got a little bit in the weeds. Some of my people would be like, "What are we talking about?" Go look it up. <laughs> they were go, amazing looking weeds, though. Yeah, how yeah, you yeah, shape go, them? And- go look at the stuff he builds, man. You're you're be you're gonna be like, holy shit. That yeah. Um, but thanks for watching, and uh, for for myself, Chip Foose and the Highlander. Later. You guys say goodbye in your own way. I have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. your own way. All right. mm-hmm. See ya. Okay. There could be only one. <laughs> Peace. Wait. Everybody, Christopher Titus, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe to the channel. By the way, I'm taking my new tour. Apologies in advance out. And uh, also, uh, my COVID special, Carrion Monsters, will be out uh, on the website uh, this Friday. So go get that. 
Uh, take it easy, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week.